Print Shipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes, Jen? What? Why do we buy new kids' clothes if they just oh, you're doing the ad. Oh, you're doing an ad. Okay. Why, why, why <laughs> do we buy new kids' clothes if they just outgrow them in a few months, Jen? I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? That would be great. You're right, Jen. And there is. Late on me. Swap.com. The world's... <laughs> The world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Consignment and thrift store. Yep, that's what it says. <laughs> cool. Stop driving to store after store, sifting through racks. Shop millions of clothes in just seconds on swap.com. Jen. Okay, shop swap.com sounds like something way kinkier. Shopping at swamp, swap.com. Helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment. Oh, that's cool. All right. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free and returns within 30 days. No questions asked. Jen. Five questions. <laughs> Podcast listeners can use the code CPC40 for a whopping 40% off until November 30th, 2017. Jen. That's pretty good. Pay attention, Jen. I am. I'm listening. Good. Plus, free shipping on your first order over 10 bucks. Check it out at swap.com. 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 We got some new ads if you can. Yeah. <laughs> We're struggling with our new ads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is spooky friendships no it's not no it's not it's not we're recording on halloween but the theme is enabling enabling your friends habits your their friends spooky habits <laughs> friendship between humans has many benefits but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits view friendship at the problem Jen, how are you feeling? I'm feeling energized. My skin is clear. My credit score is down. My energy level is up. <laughs> what? I feel fine. How are you? I'm feeling spooktacular. Oh, yeah? Yes. You know, here's something you and I have in common. <laughs> what? That we do not have in common with the rest of the world. Yes. Neither of us really like Halloween. Yeah, I don't really care for Isn't it. Isn't that wild? Because, yeah. um, and by the way, it's totally cool to like Halloween. Oh, absolutely. We're not here to shame people that enjoy Halloween. Go do your thing. If anything, I'm envious. Yes. Because I have never felt a connection to Halloween in any way. And I kind of, I always felt like I'm always sitting outside. I'm always on the outside of this one. I wish I could give a shit about Halloween. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun to dress up and enjoy like, like gore or whatever. But I just, I just don't, I feel nothing when I see Halloween decorations. It's so interesting. So what's even more interesting about this is that for Halloween today, we are two of the only people who dressed up. Right? (laughs) I don't care. Look at me trying. I'm like faking it. So I have um, my Wonder Woman bracers and my Wonder Woman tiara, and I'm wearing a blue dress because blue dress. Mm-hmm. I got a sword. You to know? be fair, you like that's awesome. Thank I just you. wore a Harry Potter hat. I don't see why that's not awesome. You, you also have your scarf, don't you? And your wand. I couldn't find my scarf. Oh, oh yeah, no. no, I'm sorry. Yeah, my wand is on my nightstand where I keep it to prevent dementors from coming in my room. Expel your It's a good idea. 
So, like, I love eerie wonder. I love me some fall. I love mm-hmm. me some some haunted castles. I love Harry Potter. I love Stranger Things. Halloween, nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. I feel not a thing. You know what I think it is? So, uh... For me, I wasn't really allowed much candy as a kid, and my mom would like be like, "You can have like ten pieces of this Halloween candy, then you got to get rid of all of it." Wow. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's part of it. Is I'm not a big candy person anyway. I don't know. Well, for me, it's why would I enjoy being scared? I'm scared all the other days of the year. <laughs> Every other day of my life is filled with terror and, and pain and so. fear. So like, why would I enjoy being afraid if like I'm already very afraid of being afraid? Jen, uh, do you have any like childhood? Halloween costumes you want to share? Um, okay, so in f- like in elementary school, Harry Potter had just come out. Yes. And this was before the movies. This was before the fourth book came out. It was like literally, I just read about it. I, like I just heard about Harry Potter, read the books and, and like fell in love. And it was before, it was like just as it was blowing up. So there were no Harry Potter costumes to be found. And I had a Halloween costume to get ready to go to, you know, elementary school party. And then I told my mom, no, I want to go as Harry Potter. So my mom, to her credit, really stepped up. She didn't go like there was no Warner Brother costume to go buy, so she bought like a boy sweater and she bought sunglasses and like popped the things out so they looked like That's wands. So and cute. then she drew a scar on me and it was like the best costume ever cuz it looked exactly like Harry looked on the front of the first book. And like no one knew who I was, but I don't care. No. It was like the best day ever. Wow, you liked Harry Potter before it was cool. Oh my god, I'm such a HP You literally HB hipster. Did. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank um, you. I'm going to tell you about my favorite costume. So I have two favorite costumes. One is the dinosaur costume that you Oh, my seen. God. I love that. I don't know what came over me, but one year I just made a dinosaur costume out of, like, a hoodie. Like, I dyed the hoodie green. I put, so funny. I put spikes on it. I made myself giant dinosaur feet out of shoeboxes. <laughs> it was very Please ridiculous. Please post a photo on Twitter. Okay, I will do that. Um, <laughs> the other favorite Halloween costume is I'm actually going to text my mom right now because I need pictures of this right now everybody knows that i use voice to text right <laughs> okay well i had to text my mom this is really important mom garitano mom do you have any pictures of when i dressed up as a toilet for sixth grade halloween yes dear of course i do that was trin's mom <laughs> you dressed up as a toilet <laughs> yes i sure did <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I was, Wait, in, I didn't know this. I'm going to tell you it's, uh, it's better than you even could imagine. So first of all, uh, I had just moved. I had just moved to a new, <laughs> a new town, a completely new town that September. So I'd only been in class with my new classmates, like maybe a month and a half, you know? And uh, they already knew immediately how fucking strange I was. Tweeting about this. I was 12 and I used to like wear tie dye shirts and slinkies on my wrists. And like I was just like I was just I was like, this is me, guys. Deal with it. You know, and I was just like, it was like I was the Pied Piper of weird children. <laughs> like, I don't know. Man, your story kicks my story's ass. But <laughs> you told me you were going to bring your A game to this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, babe. But, you know, I got when you had this story this hot, you got to lay it down. Got to yeah. lay down the hot tracks. So, like, all the weird kids were my friends. Like, like, we banded together in sixth grade. We, like, found each other. It was wonderful. Anyway, so I was like, I need... The proper Halloween costume to display just how fucking strange I am and how much I don't give a shit. 
I was like, I'm going to be a toilet. So, and I told my mom I wanted to be a toilet. Again, I'm 12 years old. So, like, just maybe a little too old to do costumes, like, like getting close. And my mom was like, is this really what you want? And I was like, yes, obviously it is. So the body was a big box, essentially. And I was kind of like the back of the toilet, like my torso was the back of the toilet. And so my head essentially was resting on the back of the toilet. And then on my shoulder was an air freshener. And then my other shoulder was a Kleenex box because perfect, you know, it was perfect. Had a little I had a little handle that you could actually flush. Oh, my God. Uh, And then right like in like by my belly button was the seat. So like you could, you know, I can picture it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a genius. First of all, thanks, mom for making helping me make this happen but then so my buddy did someone else go to the toilet <laughs> no <laughs> that would be the perfect ending this but it's much sadder so my very good friend nelly dressed as the bride of frankenstein which as people can picture it's like black hair with like like two little um white side bits uh white makeup looking kind of like a zombie and then like a wedding dress because you look like the bride of so it's a white dress at the party, we were all drinking, like the sixth grade Halloween party, we were all drinking punch. Uh-oh. And she's drinking her punch, and I lean over to get some candy, and the air freshener on my shoulder falls off and lands right in her punch oh, drink. No. And her white dress just gets covered in red punch. Shoot. I felt terrible. And I tried to, like, like spin it. I tried to put my spin on it. Yeah. I'm like, you look like blood. It's blood. You know, it's fake blood. Like, you killed somebody. Yeah. But it was very clearly somebody had spilled punch on her. <laughs> like, it was b- bright red Hawaiian punch red. Toilet party fall. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, like, I just didn't really, I felt really shitty. And I just didn't really do much Halloween after oh. that. Uh, but I did go trick-or-treating, and uh, I will never forget the sound of, of adults saying to me, are you a toilet? <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Please, <laughs> please revive the toilet costume next year. Please. Uh, that will not happen, but I will do my best to get you guys uh, pictures of my toilet costume from my mom. Because both my parents are retired. They don't have fucking anything to do. So, so my mom. Well, then they can make you a toilet costume for next year. No, they, they can dig up my my dumb pictures of me as a toilet. I really hope they have some pictures. Did anyone pretend to like take a shit on you? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like it's the a photo opportunity. Yeah. yeah, but I, you know, I was into it. Yeah, of course. It sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't changed a bit to this day. <laughs> oh, Jen. Uh, I'm not going to kink shame anybody. Uh, and you should enjoy whatever the hell you're into. But I will say that as a 12 year old and as oh, this was literally 20 years ago. This Ooh. is exactly like 20 years ago today. 20 years ago this day, I dressed up as a toilet for the first time. Uh, anyway, this holy day. Um, we should do an episode. Yeah, we probably should. Speaking of kinks, let's talk about enabling. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Jen, would you like to read the first question? I'll try and get through it without picturing you as a toilet. I, no promises. I mean, I'm hoping that you will have that picture in your mind all day and that it will motivate you as, at work. Okay. I have a friend who is currently financially unstable and living in another city far out of my reach. I work retail and don't have a lot of money to spare, but I've helped him by being a wacky distraction from the unfairness of life and occasionally helping him cover the tail end of utility bills. My friend also smokes, a habit he picked up before things started to go bad. This week he asked if I could spare five bucks for cigarettes. I hesitated, but in the end, reason that nicotine withdrawal wouldn't help him either. 
so I'd Venmo him the money and said nothing. He frequently comes to me for advice and event. To be clear, this relationship isn't at all me giving and him taking. We're longtime friends, and I've had each other's backs through financial and emotional turmoil. Capitalism, that motherfucker, is just taking a par- particularly rancid dump on him right now. Toilet humor. I'm into it. Health risks aside, <laughs> smoking is expensive. I've considered very gently suggesting that he try to quit, but it seemed like a bad idea, and it's not like I'm going to stop helping him either way. Quitting is hard and stressful, and the last thing he needs right now is anyone moralizing at him about his vices. Ah, Am I doing the right thing by keeping my mouth shut? Is there a better way to help my friend? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention because I was tweeting. Come on, come back in here, toilet. But, but like, I'm in, you know. I, I, I want to say that I appreciate this person being so empathetic to the garbage situation that the friend is in. Absolutely. Yeah, because, like, it sucks. They're not saying, this friend's lazy right. or anything judgmental. They're saying, this my friend's in a stressful situation. Right, and they're being very realistic about smoking, because smoking is not healthy for you. Mm-hmm. But it's also a release that some people need, and everybody has really shitty and healthy habits, you know? Like, I mean, eating that cupcake is not great for you. You know, sitting at your desk for a solid four hours and not moving your legs or whatever, like, that's also not great for you. Everybody makes these choices all of the time. And it is very hard to draw the line for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's actually no right answer here. I agree. But let's give our thoughts. Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, so there's no right answer here. But the but one thing that we can say is you do not have to enable this particular habit. Yeah, absolutely. So it is completely in your purview to not you do not need to give money to your friends so they can get cigarettes like Just so someone is saying it, we'll be the ones to say it. You don't need to give cash for cigarettes. It's okay. But you also don't need to impart this mind-blowing wisdom that smoking is expensive and unhealthy. Your friend knows that. Oh, yeah. Like your friend friend asked you for money for cigarettes, so they, they are well aware of what it is doing to their financial situation. Yeah. You know, I don't know why, but like, you know, we've been thinking about this question for a while. And like, I don't know why, but it just hit me when you said it that it's not like they don't know what's unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely aware. Like, there's not, you know, this isn't, they're not pretending that smoking is healthy. Right. And, like, we can moralize away anything, you know? Like, I mean, eating candy when you're stressed, you know, we can moralize away um, playing a little candy crush just to calm down, you know? Like, none of these things are, like, productive. Yeah, but you are not your productivity either. Right. And you are allowed to have, I guess, what you would, what one might call vices. It's hard to refer to something as a vice when it is only unhealthy for yourself and it is healthy in different ways. Hmm. You know? That's true. Anyway. Anyway, I am usually not of the mind to lecture your friends on this kind of thing. Absolutely. And I know, I know this asker knows that too, because the way they phrase the question, it's pretty obvious they're having, they're having some worry about bringing this up. Like, I, you don't want to preach... You don't want to preach to your friends about what they should and shouldn't do with their bodies and their time. But you are coming from a place of caring and and worry. And um, so if your friend comes to you and says, hey, I could use some ideas on how to save money or budget, then I think you could say my immediate thought is you should probably you could probably save money dollars a week if you smoked less. I think that's your moment to share the advice. Right. And smoking, quitting smoking is hard. Yeah. It is much harder than quitting eating potato chips or quitting eating candy crush saga (laughs) you know like it's um it's a a physical dependence if you smoke enough i mean it's like quitting coffee oh my god i cannot imagine it would ruin my 
day to not have two cups of coffee in the morning. I actually have quit coffee before because I was asked to do it before I started anxiety meds. I was able to, to go on coffee again, but just for the beginning of it. And I know this is nothing close to quitting smoking, but I had to quit cold turkey and it ruined me for two weeks. Yep. You know? Yep. Like this person, when you ask somebody to quit smoking, you're not just asking them to stop hurting themselves or you're not just asking them to like stop spending money, but you're asking them to start on a whole new journey of spending money on nicotine gum, on what like what something to do with their hands when they're not smoking. It's 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 a whole nother set of things to spend money and time on. You said you're the wacky distraction. So if you bring this if you bring this advice to your friend about how to spend their money, they will probably be very surprised that you changed lanes in this way. You know, they might say something like you gave me money for cigarettes, but now you're telling me not to smoke cigarettes. And you can say just like I felt uncomfortable enabling something that I know is unhealthy for you. Right. I mean, you don't have to give money anymore. In fact, maybe don't. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, Trin, you just nailed it. And they should understand that because you're not required to give them money. You know, absolutely. And And you guys sound like good friends. Yeah. You sound like you have a deep friendship and you know each other's shit and you got each other's backs. I'm into this. Question, Jen. Yeah. Uh, What if the person continues smoking but asks for money for Pokemon cards but is clearly buying cigarettes? Oh, my God. Right. This is rough. I know. So how would you know? I mean, I don't think you can. Yeah. You and you can't accuse your friend of being like, "Are you lying? Are these really for six?" Pokemon cards, yeah. <laughs> po- or uh, I think I would say, "Since when are you into Pokemon, you weirdo?" <laughs> oh, here's another thing. If it's not about the money and it's really about the smoking, and this person doesn't mind, give like borrowing, like lending their friend five bucks or something like that. Um, I mean, what if you say, "Can you spend this on something else that you'll enjoy?" Oh, that's lovely. You know, that's sweet. And just be like, buy, can you like buy a cupcake? I, yeah. I feel better about you ruining yourself with a cupcake than cigarettes. And I don't want to like make the choices for you. But because this is a favor, can you do me this favor? Or you could be harsh and say, hey, bu- spend this on nicotine gum. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is uh, a deep friendship move. Yes, it that is. That requires some good humor. Yeah. That I would not I would not say, say those words to just anyone. No, no, indeed. I mean, I think that ultimately... If you are the one who is doing a favor, you get to put parameters on it and your friend can accept them or not. Like like they can just go ask somebody else and you can't be mad if they ask somebody else for cigarette money and then yep. they buy cigarettes because it's not that's not your interaction. You can only cho- um, control the interaction that you are having with your friend. And th- this is definitely a case of you can control only yourself. Exactly. So if they are like, I would like money for Pokemon cards and then spend it on cigarettes, and you're like thinking to yourself, what if they spent it on cigarettes? Well, that's that's only your problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is where when you give them the money, you're giving them permission to do what they want with it. Yes. Like you just are. And you can't ask for it back. Yeah. Like that's just that's just the unfairness of life. Ding. I do think that it is cool and it is important that you're not moralizing the the smoking choice that they themselves are making. You are only thinking about your interaction with this. Please keep that up. Yeah, you seem like a pretty, pretty badass friend, I have to say. Yeah. And then there's a whole other important side to this, Trin, Hmm. which is smoking makes you look cool. Smoking makes you look really cool. It just does. I mean, what, what do we can you take that away from your friend? No, probably not. So in in good faith, I don't think I could. Yeah. Hot tip, though. This is real. 
two cool looking substitutes that I have found for cigarettes. Mm. If you're if you're a little bit country, piece of hay. If you're a little bit rock and roll, toothpick. Imagine somebody chewing on the end of a toothpick and like staring at you. If you're a little bit of a nerd, straw. <laughs> like a plastic straw? Yep. Like a twisty crazy straw? Yep. Yeah. Like like a straw you would pick out of a slushy. I'm picturing that and I'm attracted to that person. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it, Den. Thanks. <laughs> Question two? Question two. Uh, I want to uh, congratulate uh, Asker one as a good friend one more time, though. Yeah, you did good. You're doing good. Yeah, they were meta-thinking way hard. Yeah, already. you did most of the work for us, to be honest. I honestly think you were drawing this conclusion and you just needed someone to say it. I totally... They threw us a softball. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Like it Thank was, you. It wasn't even a softball. It was just a beach ball that they inflated and they gently tapped it in our direction. Thank you. You made us look good. <laughs> Question two. Question two. My good friend plays video games literally all of the time, and I don't know how to help them. I will admit I'm not a video gamer myself. I really don't understand the appeal, but I get that it's not strange to really love games. But I think that this problem goes a little bit beyond really loving games, however. I wouldn't necessarily call it an addiction because they don't like skip work to stay home and play the video game, but it is all they ever do outside of work. And by the way, they hate their job too and are making absolutely no effort to change their situation. They seem to have fun when they occasionally tear themselves away from their computer screen, but in general, they prefer to stay home and game rather than be with their real life friends. They talk about their guildmates like they're actual friends and I just don't get it. And their apartment is disgusting. It's just a pile of empty yogurt cartons next to a desk. They constantly talk about how they're pathetic, but they don't feel empowered to change their habits. I want to yell, just stop playing video games for like an hour. But of course, I know that's not helpful. They're funny and they're kind. And I know that if they could just focus, they could break out of their funk. I feel insane, but I'm mad at the video game. I want to take the power cord for the PC and throw it in the garbage and just see how they do after a few days. What can I do to actually help? Full disclosure. What? Trin and I are gamers. Oh, God. The gamers. Oh, God. Spooky gamers. I love the video games. (laughs) (laughs) Again, one more time. Uh, I can make the weird nerd voice because I talked like that in junior high. So those are my people. We know toilet. (laughs) <laughs> oh, toilet child. Oh, God, just the following year is when I got my giant braces, too. So I was not only just the weird girl who dressed up as a toilet in public the year before, but I also, like, talked like Daffy Duck. Anyway, okay, this person's clearly distressed for their friend. Yes. And I think that they— And not a gamer. Not a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is f- fine. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, Keep honestly. living your life. Be a nerd about whatever else you're a nerd for. I know you're a nerd for something. You're a nerd for plants. You're a nerd for football. I don't care. But mm-hmm. there's something that you love. They seem to realize how absurd it is to be mad at the video game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I understand that you're mad at the game. I understand. But, like, I don't think you get games. Which yes. is also fine. But let's, you know what, John? I yeah. think that's a great place to start is okay. to explain what the video game does for this person. Just let's provide some insight. Yes. Okay. As I, as I admitted, as I quietly confessed, Trin and I like games. RPGs like saved my damn life in college. It was my social life. My internet friends, internet friends 
like kind of like this guildmate situation. And I had like extremely nerdy lore we would make up and email to each other. And it was so nerdy. And I spent a lot of time with a computer on my lap or stopping in the library to send like a really nerdy long email about the shit we were making up. Is that easily explained to another to another person, especially in college? Not really. No. It's not really the norm, I would say. That said, it brought me a lot of joy. It was like social interaction. Like mm-hmm. those were internet friends are real friends. Yeah. And uh, so th- that's like that's where I'm coming up with this question. Like I want you to understand a little bit of what this person might be, in your opinion, sinking nothing into. They might be sinking like they they're probably getting positive feelings back from playing this game. We also don't know what game it is. Right. Which is interesting. You know, it's funny because this person isn't a gamer, but they know the term guildmates, which tells me one thing, that this friend who plays video games all the time talks about their guildmates. Yeah, they're listening, too. Yes. Yeah. So that that clues me into the fact that this is partially social for them. Also, it's a PC game, which um, when we were making notes, Jen said the world, the word World of Warcraft, which to me, this sounds like World of Warcraft, but I don't know. There might be other like mm-hmm. guildmate based games. Mm-hmm. But they are clearly getting social interaction from this game in a way that they are very comfortable with, because otherwise you wouldn't know what a guildmate is. You wouldn't know that this is part of their life. I think it's sweet that your friend is talking about their guildmates. I agree. That kind of means they trust you with this nerdy, so-called weird part of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like very important friendships can come out of online gaming. And I know that because I still have several. Me too. (laughs) You know, like it's not... If there's one if there's one misconception we would like to clear up with you is that this is not a non-social activity and having online or Internet friends. I know it sounds ridiculous to somebody who doesn't have this background, but those are actually real friends. True. Yeah. And they're real in a way that I don't know that you can understand until you have one. I'm still friends with someone I met with on Neopets when I was like 11. The best thing ever. Yeah. Very trusted, close friend. People are weird, man. I know. And it's okay. It's okay. Like, weirdos are among us. We are them. Some of them have podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) But something that your friend may be getting out of the game, because we're not saying that this isn't a problem, you know? Yeah. So we've said all this with the understanding that, yeah, there's also some stuff we need to address here. Some of this is a little... Right. We want to pay more attention to this. Like, just just because we acknowledge the good things that you can get out of video games doesn't mean that completely ignoring... Your meat space life is okay, you know? Um, So there are things that you can get out of video games, like um, the ability to see yourself get better at something or the ability to get immediate response for hard work. So um, I've talked about my past with World of Warcraft. And for me, it was a healing experience to be able to have goals that we would set every week and then together achieve those goals. It feels really good. And if they're taking this as a substitute for any outside productivity, that's bad. But it's also maybe a very necessary thing for them right now. Absolutely. I mean, when I was writing all this nerd shit, I was writing a lot. And like I'm a journal. I was a journalism student and I still am a writer. So like getting words on the page felt very productive. And I was using my brain to like think through all this like fantasy lore, nerdy stuff. Like it felt I was getting positive, productive feelings as if I had gone to work or had gone to class. Which, But it's not a replacement for going to class. 
Is this your Neopet situation no, no, or the was, Harry Potter fanfic forum? Uh, neither. <laughs> uh, Trin, wow. No, no, no. I wasn't I wasn't on Neopets when I was in college. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I don't wish. know. Yeah. I don't You're know. very sweet and non-judgmental, but no. And it's not that I'm, like, too good for Neopets in college. It's like the website tanked. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand. Oh, well. But I, uh, I agree with what Jen is saying, that you can get experience... Mm-hmm. And uh, positive uh, skills out of playing video games. For me, it was the ability to communicate and to make decisions on the fly and to because I was the I think I was the was I the healing leader? Also like confidence. Confidence is so fucking important. Yeah. yeah. And Jen, like it wasn't the same as like going to a class, but it was a utilization of her skills as in a hobby and it made her hone what she does. Yeah. I mean, it felt like I was writing and solving a puzzle. It was like getting this part of my brain really, really moving. Right. So it's not the video game is not evil. Yeah, it's not. It's not like one of those like 90s, like, you know, those there's like a million horror movies about the video game coming to life and like capturing people. Really? There's like a million of them. It's That's like a funny. whole genre. That's not what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I understand why you want to demonize this video game because you don't understand it. And uh, I do the same thing with football. <laughs> Honestly, every time I see football on TV, I get mad. So let's go into the part where they said, I wouldn't necessarily call it an addiction because they don't skip work, but it's all they ever do outside of work. Yeah. I mean, too much of anything is not great. Yeah. Everything in moderation, et cetera, et cetera. So let's... Let's do a thought experiment here, Jen. Okay. What if instead of video games, it was a garden? Oh. Which a garden is a nice little thing, but ultimately it's only productive for that one person. I would be a little concerned if someone spent six hours in their garden a night. Right. Yeah. That would be odd. I'm just, I'm not trying. So, and I said that because that's what I was expecting you to say. Yeah. Because... When we talk about breaking a habit, it's not because it's a video game. It's because it's the only thing they do. Yep. So yep, they, yep, yep, it could yep. be anything that they're doing. They could be watching the Food Network for nine hours a day. Yeah. And watching the Food Network a shitload is not a bad thing. But if all you know is who's better than Bobby Flay, isn't that a TV show? Like who can beat Bobby Flay? Something like that. It doesn't matter. Who can flay Bobby Flay? Yeah. Bobby Flay. I'm sorry. Why everyone. don't we write titles for the Food Network? Why don't we? Why aren't we in charge of, of all everything? Media? I know. Ugh, media goddesses here, Dren and Jen. Also, it says their apartment is disgusting. So they're like they're they're abandoning. They're yeah. not. They're not taking they, care of other things in their life. The other thing about that is they could also just be disgusting. They could just be messy. Yeah. Some people have gross apartments. Yeah. Like okay, so it's interesting because there are two hands of of things happening here. Mm-hmm. These are all signs of potential mental illness, depression. Like if your place is a mess and you're only doing one thing all the time, the one thing that gives you joy. But it's also like there are deviances in different people's personalities. So there are going to be people who play way more video games than you. And there are going to be people who are way messier than you. And like your standards for what that means are going to be different from individuals. So I think that because they've they've nailed down this is not an addiction. I think that we can comfortably say, okay, you can, you're in a position where you can encourage your friend to do other things. I think that's the right move. I think that is your role here. Yeah. And I think that once you play around with that, then we can talk about like, oh, maybe they're depressed 
because they're not responding to this at all. Or maybe we should talk more about addiction. But at this point, they're still going to work. You just have a problem with their (laughs) yogurt containers specifically for whatever reason. I think we could talk about like yeah. alternatives. So, Jen, what would you what's an alternative to playing video games all night? So I think what you need to do is initiate some alternative plans that seem like that are gamified a little bit, like a weekly trivia night or attending some kind of, I don't know, some kind of event. Yeah. Like a board game thing. I bet they'd be into that. They seem to have fun when they occasionally tear themselves away from their computer screen. Yeah, that's an important detail. Yes. They're not moping when you t- when you go out with them anywhere. Yeah. So... What always helps my anxiety, and I'm I'm projecting a little bit because I don't know if this person playing video games is anxious, but just, you know, a lot of people are anxious. Yeah. What I'm more likely to want to attend something if I know the details of when it starts and when it ends. So I like the idea of like a weekly trivia night because like, oh, yeah, that'll be over by 930 or whatever. And then I can go back to video games. Like I, I like having a plan. I like knowing how much energy I will need to put into an event and for how long. And I like knowing how many people will be in attendance. And I like that the trivia also states the need of we are we we can we can have a win. Oh, right. You and know? we can work together. Right. Yep. Because that's a, that's the thing about that little get you mm-hmm. about video games like Candy Crush, like World of Warcraft is like that satisfaction of like you got it. You did it. You accomplished the thing, you know. So that's why I love the trivia night situation. I think there's a key thing here when you uh, something something really key to keep in mind when you initiate these plans is to invite them out without shaming the video game. Yes. Because like then they're just if if you if you're like put down the controller, put down your keyboard, come out for once. Like if you speak like that, they're only going to have negative feelings about hanging out with you. Right. And alter, they're only going to have negative feelings about alternate plans. I would be pretty humiliated if a friend sincerely said that to me right so like don't do this do this lightheartedly and if you don't think you can do that then you need to practice yeah oh also like don't be all um isn't this so much better than staying in your dank apartment all night yeah don't do that no because the answer might be no yeah yeah if you say that the answer will be no and now i wish i was at home in my dank apartment with Mm -hmm. all my yogurt cups so i i think this is a multifaceted problem um, one, I think you're aware that you're being a little bit judgmental. I don't think a ton. We're not saying that this isn't a legitimate problem and you're just being a nasty boy about it. What we're saying is that uh, come from a, a position of empathy, you know, and also come from a position of they're still going to work. They're still doing their thing. They seem to be sad. They say, call themselves pathetic. A lot of people do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of these things are pretty damn common. Right. Um. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, I think you're on step one. Don't skip to the step five of like, we need to have an intervention. Yeah. Don't skip any steps here. Yeah. The step two is let's offer some alternatives. Let's be there for our friend in, in ways that we haven't been before. Let's uh, and let's let's help them through it. I like that. Yeah. Is there a situation when you can try when you ask her can give video? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Excuse me. What, uh, uh, what was that alarm for? Uh, that was my second set of pills. I'm going to do that real quick. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I like the I like the music. Any any particular reason you picked that one? Oh, so uh, okay. You don't have to explain. I am going. I'm going okay. to explain. All right. The reason why I picked that one is because there is nothing more terrifying in the morning than a man just yelling at you. True that. So that's my alarm. Is but my, it's noon. 
No, I know. I use it for everything. Got it. I use it. So that's my alarm for my pills. That's my alarm for waking up in the morning. Got it. I, I can't ignore it. So <laughs> we cannot ignore that. Right. So like I used to have Beyonce's, um, excuse me, Destiny's Child's um, bills, 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 because it sounds like pills, pills, pills. Love it. But like when it's a when it's a when it's a melody, you could ignore it more readily than somebody fucking yelling about their anaconda. I love you know? this logic. Brilliant. And now I'm taking. Yeah. Uh, my so pills. obviously it worked. All right. Back in action. Um, so yeah, that, that sounds like it. Wasn't yeah, that it? Yeah, so really, like, what we what we want to do is we want you to have a little more insight and understanding into why your friend might like this game so much. Um, the game might be providing social interaction or satisfaction that you just do not understand. Again, this is how I feel about football. Mm-hmm. Like, when I see my friends watching it all day on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm like, I feel like an alien. I feel like an alien on this planet. I do not understand what is appealing about this. But again, it's obviously giving them some entertainment. Yeah. Um, and also it's very social for my friends to get together and play football. So they're obviously getting satisfaction out of this this thing on TV that I don't get. This same thing for this video game. Like it can really fill a need for people and it might not feel as isolating as it looks to you. Right. And you acknowledge I think you're acknowledging a little bit that you're being a little bit judgmental. But I also want to acknowledge that that is OK, because using your judgment in the world is like how we how we make friends. It's how we check in on our friends. It's how we measure our friends' mental health. It's how we measure our own mental health and how we define our boundaries. So it is okay to look at your friend's life and go, huh, I don't get this. I'm a little concerned. I think that's okay. Also, um, again, we're not doctors or therapists, but you can just Google signs of video game addiction. Yeah, we did before this. Yeah. um, Feelings of restlessness or irritability when unable to play. Lying to friends or family members regarding the amount of time spent playing. I feel like they must be being honest with you if you know they're playing all the time. Yeah. I mean, you use the word guildmates, which means they are not hiding it from you, which which I think is pretty dope, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are feeling like this might be a bigger problem than you think it is, do some Googling, ask some professionals. But we just feel like take it to step 1.5, step two before you skip all the way to the end. Yeah. Cool. I'm cool with that. Is that is that all of it? That was our spooky episode. Spooktacular with Jen and Trin. Uh, I'm excited to put my Wonder Woman stuff back on. I can't wear my tiara while we're recording because I have headphones on. Uh, but this has been Jen and Trin. No, it hasn't. It's been friendshipping with Jen and Trin. <laughs> oh, God, it does. This has been Jen and Trin doing friendshipping. And that is that is what we do. Um, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. Uh, if you'd like to send us a question, you can also do that at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Alex Cox for making the studio function. Thank you to Molly Lewis for our wonderful theme song and for singing it. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing all of our design work. And thank you to Ian Parman for editing out all of my snorting. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.